Hey everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020, another day in another week without sports and we're all still kind of reacting to it trying to adjust to everything that's been going on, but we're going to continue to try and have some fresh Penn State content here with you on a regular basis to help get you through and just keep you comfortable and give you something to ease your mind and maybe take your mind off of everything that's been going on. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at some stuff that's going to be happening today, actually, with head coach James Franklin. We'll take a look ahead to see whether or not this ongoing pandemic could eventually impact the start of the college football season. And we'll continue our theme of saying nice things about other Big Ten teams by saying some nice things about the Purdue Boilermakers in today's episode. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you make sure you get all the latest episodes as soon as they are available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, such as iTunes and Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. You can also make sure you listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network on your home smart devices, such as Alexa and Google Home. Make sure once you are subscribed, if you enjoy the content, help us support us a little bit more by spending a free moment of your time and leaving a rating and leaving a review. It does help with the placement on those various podcasting platforms, and we genuinely do appreciate any feedback and comments you have about what we're doing right here, because ultimately we want this show to be something that you're going to come back to and tell your friends and family about as well. And we also want you to be a part of the show. The best way to do that is to send us your questions and your comments at any time on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. We check the mentions before we go ahead and record a new episode so we can make sure we have some of your ideas being brought into the show. And if you have questions at any time, we'll address them in an episode as well. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Check out our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search for LockedOnNittanyLines. With all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get today's episode started. At this point, you probably do not need a reminder to know that spring football is essentially canceled for Penn State and so many other schools around the country right now this season. With the pandemic that's going on with COVID-19, Penn State, along with the rest of the Big Ten and so many other colleges around the world or around the country, I should say, have put spring football on the back burners. You know, there's a possibility that we still could see some spring football maybe in the Big 12, potentially in the SEC. I don't know if that's still up uh, for a question right now, but uh, the entirety of spring football, at least as far as Penn State is concerned, is not going to be happening. And that's unfortunate because there are so many new coaches on the coaching staff uh, and some key positions that are going to have to be filled that this is the time of year when you would like to see some of those pieces coming together and start gelling right now because it could be a very promising fall season, which we're going to get to later in this episode. So while we don't have the spring football practices, there are still some things that I think head coach James Franklin can address. And he's going to get a chance to do that today. Later today, James Franklin will meet with the media. I believe he's doing a Zoom call, as it seems to be all the rage these days. He's going to hop on Zoom and answer some questions from Penn State reporters scattered throughout the state and I guess beyond the state. Get a chance to address some of the things that have been going on uh, because obviously this is a unique situation that James Franklin, his coaching staff, and everybody else is dealing with right now. Not getting a chance to work in spring football practices the way that you're typically going about this time of year. Doesn't mean that they're not doing any work, of course. These coaches are still getting a chance to to do some work uh, as much as they possibly can from their socially safe distances. 
And if you follow James Franklin on Twitter, which I'm going to guess most of you probably do, you saw that he's been putting out these graphics, kind of introducing some of the new faces on the coaching staff or people that have gotten some new titles on the coaching staff and putting out their bios. And that's because we're not really getting a chance to meet these coaches in person uh, this spring, again, in the traditional sense. So there's not a regular conference or a press conference going on today he's hopping online he's going to be getting in front of the webcam and addressing and fielding questions from the media in a zoom conference call and there will be some good questions you know first of all how is he dealing with the uh, the shutdown of spring practices is it something that he's communicating with other coaches around the big 10 are they coming up with ideas to to kind of be all on the same page or is it every coach for themselves it probably is the latter but uh, I, i'm very curious to see uh, what he's going to have to say about how his staff in particular is going about this particular spring. You know, what kind of communication are they having with players and what kind of communication lines are open between the coaches? How many coaches are on the campus? How many are able to, to really kind of uh, get in sync with some of their new players? Because as I've mentioned before, there are some new and key new faces on this coaching staff this season. So uh, I think the earlier you can get everybody on the same page and start to get the ball rolling, the better. Because I do believe that if everything can run smoothly as quickly as possible, I do think that Penn State has a very good chance to do some big things in the fall. Uh, you know, we still know that Ohio State's going to be the team to beat. But I think as far as, you know, you got a new offensive coordinator, you got a new offensive line coach, you got a new wide receivers coach. Yeah, you've you've got some wide receivers that have moved on to either to the NFL draft or through the transfer portal. So you have some big shoes to fill in some very key spots that could make or break what happens with Penn State in the upcoming season. So I want to hear how James Franklin is addressing the current situation. And again, it's a problem that everybody has to deal with. But I want to know how James Franklin and his staff are dealing with it. And I want to hear it straight from him. We haven't. I don't believe we've had that opportunity yet. Obviously, he's very active on Twitter, and he has uh, called out a couple players, at least on one occasion, for not keeping a social, socially safe distance uh, from uh, you know, whoever else he was hanging out with, I think at the beach or whatever. So uh, we know that that's going to be a topic of conversation. And again, I do want to hear what James Franklin has to say. Now, unfortunately for me, I was planning on being a part of that conference call, and there's still a chance I might be able to do that. Uh, but unfortunately for me, I was actually given a call on Tuesday evening letting me know that I can go back to work for my day job tomorrow. So my schedule might be a little bit more back to normal, which means I won't be able to get a chance to inter uh, interact with this uh, Zoom call most likely. But I'm still going to try and get home in time and you know be, be uh, in front of a computer so I can see what's being said. But either way, I'll definitely get some reaction from the people that are on that conference call. We'll get some of the reports and we'll react to that in tomorrow's episode. So rest assured, uh, whatever James Franklin has to say, we will be discussing in tomorrow's episode. Now, if you've been listening to me or you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a pretty optimistic person. And I do think that the college football season will be able to kick off as originally planned with that week zero slate of games. It's a small slate, but I think by week one, for sure, I think college football will be in good shape as far as being able to execute a full season. And I'll, I know the clock is officially ticking on making some of those bigger decisions down the line. And I, it doesn't help that the Olympics for 2020 in Tokyo was just officially pushed back to 2021. Uh, we still are waiting to find out when the NBA is going to return. We don't know when the NHL is going to return. We don't know when the first pitch in Major League Baseball is going to be thrown out. 
Uh, and here we are. We're still in getting close to the end of March. So we still have all of April. We still have all of May, still have June, still have July. And then by the time we get through July, you know, that's four months for now. Uh, then we're going to start really gearing up for college football. And I do think by the time we get to that, again, I'm very optimistic. I'm not a medical expert, but the way things are going, I do think we're going to be able to start thinking about college football. And I don't know if that'll be the first sport that returns. I hope that it's not. But I do think that as far as the season is concerned, I'm I'm leaning towards being optimistic and suggesting that we are going to see college football kick off as scheduled. And I think the stadiums will be open. I think people will be able to attend the games. Maybe you take a few more extra precautions early on, especially at a place like Beaver Stadium. But I think by the time we get to the end of August, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> Again, don't take my word for it. Trust that with the medical experts in the country and around the world are saying about everything that's been going on. I'm just going to choose to be optimistic, and I'm going to go ahead planning on having a full, regular, uninterrupted college football season. Let's all hope that that's the case, right? Uh, but there, there is some concern, and we've addressed it a little bit mildly uh, about some of the potential issues that could pop up and will, could still potentially linger. If this pandemic does not slow down in the United States, then it's going to put college football in some jeopardy, especially with that first weekend of games, the first couple weekends of games, uh, because they're coming up. <laughs> they're going to be here. Time is going to fly by. And before you know it, if we haven't slowed things down, it's going to be a concern about putting... 50,000, 60,000, up to 109,000 people in a stadium on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, maybe on a Friday night, there are going to be some serious concerns if we don't get this all under control. Now, a few college football coaches out there, Ed Orgeron at LSU and uh, Tom Herman at Texas, and I just saw one from Nick Saban at Alabama. I think Ryan Day put out a message for Ohio State, and I suspect that one from James Franklin, if it hasn't happened already, it's going to be around the corner very soon. We've seen coaches start to put out their public service announcements uh, addressing the COVID-19 outbreak and uh, really addressing their particular fans that we need to get this under control. Otherwise, there could potentially be no college football. And I still think that it's a drastic uh, worst case scenario. Um, but it is a realistic one. <laughs> if we don't get this slowed down and we don't get this under control, uh, it is a realistic scenario because we're living in a world where we don't have the NBA or the NHL or Major League Baseball or the Olympics or pretty much anything right now. We didn't have a basketball tournament in the NCAA. And, um, you know, that's that's the world we live in right now. And that's what we want to try and avoid in the future. So that's why it's good to see coaches coming out and starting to join that fight against this coronavirus outbreak. Now, head coach of North Carolina, Mac Brown, put out a couple uh, comments when in a media report uh, suggesting that there is a little bit of a fear among some coaches about the season potentially being interrupted. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall at Virginia also put out the idea that it's a very realistic thing that they have to plan for if there is a delay or a cancellation or uh, any kind of interference with the regular season. I still think that it's better to be prepared for that scenario just in case you have to deal with it. And I think Mac Brown's uh, comments probably got a little bit overblown uh, or maybe they got interpreted the wrong way. They kind of scaled it back a little bit just to kind of uh, ease some of the tension about what he was actually saying. And it's okay to have, I guess, a fear that the season could be uh, hindered 
by the ongoing pandemic. But uh, obviously, we want to take the best precaution. We want to make sure that everything's being done correctly and in a safe way to ensure the safety of everybody involved, not just the players and coaches, but the fans, all the staff members, and anybody that's working in the stadium. You, you got to take all those precautions under consideration. Uh, when you move forward. So if he says that there's a fear that the season could have issues getting kicked off on the right time or at the right time, uh, that's not necessarily him saying that we have to worry about football first and foremost. That's certainly not the case at all. Uh, so I do want to make that perfectly clear. But there is uh, something that, you know, if you're a head coach of a program and you're at this time of year, this is uh, when you're putting together your spring practices and you're trying to evaluate everything for the upcoming season. You don't get a chance to do that, but you still want to look forward and you want to make sure that you've got your program in the best possible place uh, when the fall does start. And let's hope that everybody does everything they need to in order to get college football uh, on the right foot this upcoming season. But we do know that we're getting pretty close to some possible cancellations on the summer schedules. Uh, we already know spring practices are down. But as I've addressed before, uh, those conference media days <laughs> that are coming up in July, those could be in some risk. Uh, I know, like I said, we're still a few months away from that. We don't need to rush to any conclusions just yet about the status of those conference media days. But if those start to get interfered with, that could be a problem because then we're only a month away or a month and a half away from the start of the college football season. So that's kind of the litmus test I'm looking at. If we have any interference with the conference media day schedule, which I still think could be a potential issue by the time we get there, I don't think they'll cancel media days. Uh, I think they may just at the most just adjust them so they're more remote. You know, maybe you're going to be doing the Big Ten media days over Zoom or Google Hangouts or something like that. You know, maybe you live stream them on Twitch and YouTube. I don't know. But I think that that's something that will probably still explore that possibility when we get closer to those. Because you don't want people traveling from all over the country or all over the region to cover these media days if there's still an ongoing pandemic issue going on. And maybe it's scaled down from pandemic at that point in time. Let's hope that that's the case for sure, at the very least. But I think when we get to the conference media days, we'll have a better sense of where we are as far as getting back to normal. And I think we'll get a chance to see just how close we could be to seeing any part of the college football season interfered with. Again, I think we're going to be okay. You know, Penn State starts in week one. They'll be at home. They should be okay. The week zero games might be a little bit different, especially Notre Dame and Navy over in Ireland. That could be a little bit of a different situation. But I do think as far as the schedule is concerned, you know, the fear and the concern is certainly worthy of discussing. But I think if you're like me, I'm going to be optimistic. I think we're going to be all right. But we got to take care of things right now in order for that to be the case. During these times right now, you may have a little bit of extra free time on your hands. Whether you're wondering or not, if you're stuck at home and you're looking for something to do, maybe you're looking to pick up a new hobby, maybe you just want to go through a backlog of books that you've been meaning to read for who knows how long. Well, we all know it's hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have that free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to about 15 minutes that you can read or listen to at your convenience. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with this audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 
12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. I'm using Blinkist on my lunch breaks, on my break time at work during the day job. And if I get some free time uh, after work or between jobs or maybe on the weekend, I'm going to load it up as well and take a look at some of the books that are out there. You can check out The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, Tiger Woods by Jeff Benedict, or you can check out Becoming by Michelle Obama. There's a lot of offers to choose from, so make sure you find the book that's just right for you. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and for all one low price. Right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it for free for seven days, and then save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash MBA. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash NBA. We close out today's episode by continuing our theme of being nice to everybody else around the Big Ten. During times like these, it's important to be kind to all of your Big Ten brethren. And today we take a look at the Purdue Boilermakers, a program that seemed to turn a corner and start to take some steps forward under Jeff Brom very early. Of course, had a couple setbacks last season. Injuries really took a toll on that team, but you know what? I think that they're going to be back to being a pretty interesting team once again this upcoming season. Remember, Jeff Brom had a massive turnaround or rebuilding job to do with Purdue, and I think it's very important that Purdue has backed him, and they have invested in him, and they are hoping to capitalize on that. Jeff Brom is the second highest paid coach in the Big Ten. Uh, to have that distinction is incredible coming out of Purdue. Now, it's not going to stay like that for very long because obviously James Franklin at Penn State, he's going to be making some bank, and of course, Ryan Day at Ohio State. Uh, it's only going to be a matter of time before he starts raking in the dough uh, on a big high level as well. But, you know, Jeff Brom... Uh, certainly has the support of Purdue and the backing of Purdue. And that's good to see from a program like Purdue, which of course is, uh, like I said, they've had better years. It's been a long time since Purdue has been a consistently good team, uh, at, certainly within the Big Ten. But I think, again, even though they had some setbacks last year, they kind of seemed to take a step back. But they were ravaged by injuries, and including a significant injury to Rondale Moore, who is potentially one of the best players in the Big Ten when he's healthy. This wide receiver is one that you do not want to cover. Uh, he certainly is a matchup problem for pretty much anybody out there in the Big Ten. Even the best defensive backs are going to have their hands full when they're lining up against him. Of course, you always have to get the football to him, which is going to be an issue that I think Purdue is going to continue to work through. But I do think that we see Purdue bounce back a little bit this season and be one of those teams that nobody really wants to play. And I think you can say this for about a lot of teams in that Big Ten West division. There are some good teams uh, going into the upcoming season. And any one of them could go on a run and get a couple of you know, notable wins along the way. And certainly if they can score some wins in division play, that sets them up pretty well. But I think as far as Purdue is concerned, they're 
obviously a wild card factor in the Big Ten West. I don't think that they'll be the team that's going to be playing for the Big Ten Championship or anything like that. But I do like Jeff Brown. I, I really do. And I thought that coming from Western Kentucky over to Purdue was a natural fit. I thought that his style of play was going to fit in very nicely at Purdue. And I think it, for the most part it has. Again, they got to stay healthy. That's been the biggest problem. Now, Purdue doesn't seem to have a healthy quarterback for more than a couple of weeks at a time for a couple of years now, it seems. And, of course, they've had some transfers over the years that have hurt them as well. But I do think that they are potentially uh, an entertaining team as far as offensive play is concerned. Defense can probably improve a little bit. You know, there's lots of room for improvement across the board at Purdue. But I do think uh, Jeff Brom, you give him some time and you give him that support that they are giving him. I think that they can bolster things up to the point where they can think about getting to eight wins, nine wins, uh, potentially as their ceiling. I don't know if it's much higher than that, but I think that that's a really good uh, ceiling to climb for if you're Purdue. And I think it's attainable. I really do. I think that uh, as long as Rondell Moore is out there, he is going to be a dangerous. Side. Now, obviously, you have to have some players around him, uh, and that's going to be one of the big keys that they'll have to face going into the season. But I do think that Purdue is an entertaining team, and they're certainly a program that I like to keep an eye on. Uh, so any time that Purdue is popping up on the schedule for anybody, you know you're going to be in for a little bit of a battle. Now, Purdue tends to play better at home recently than they have on the road. They are going to have to improve on the road because they need to be able to have some of the success that they have at home and take that on the road with them. That has not been the case the last couple of years. They always are much flatter on the road. And that, that's a sign of a program that is still learning to grow a little bit. And I look at Purdue the way that I look at Minnesota. I think if you have the right players in place, I think Purdue can have some of the same success that a program like Minnesota had last year. Uh, obviously, I think Minnesota is probably a little bit more equipped right now. They probably have a deeper roster, but I do think that that's what we're talking about with Purdue. They can have a magical season uh, that leads to 10 wins, maybe puts them in the race for a Big Ten championship game appearance. Uh, you know, in that division, it can be up for grabs. So you just never know. But I do think that Purdue is going to be a fun team to watch once again this year. And Rondell Moore, again, for my money, most entertaining player in the Big Ten in 2020, supposing he is healthy. And that's always going to be the case. So that's my nice thing to say about Purdue. Let me know what you guys think about Purdue and anybody else in the Big Ten West. And just to let you guys know, I am going to be putting together kind of a, it's almost like a clip show in a sense, where I talk about every team in the Big Ten West and put them in together into one podcast. So I'll take the clips of these past few episodes put them together for the, the saying nice things about the Big Ten West, put that together as one whole podcast for you. So you got it all in one place. And then I will eventually do the same thing with these teams in the Big East. Uh, moving forward, I just wanted to let you guys know there were going to be some uh, changes to the official schedule for this podcast uh, in the coming weeks. I believe uh, starting April 1st, we're actually going to be going to a minimum of three shows per week. That doesn't mean that we'll only have three shows per week, but we're looking at a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type of schedule with some bonus episodes probably thrown in the mix here and there, depending on the week, depending on what we have to talk about. I do have a lot of stuff that I still want to have planned out that we will probably have more than three episodes, but very soon we're going to be moving to a three episode per week kind of a schedule for the next few months, because let's be honest, there's not a whole lot going on right now with no spring football to talk about. And it will be the off season for the most part along the, the entire college channel. So these were things where we're already planned in advance, but we might be accelerating that uh, schedule just a little bit. But again, 
like I said, it's a minimum of three episodes. We'll still have more episodes <laughs> on a regular basis, and we'll have some time to throw in some of these new ideas that we have going forward as well. So still a lot of stuff to look forward to. want to make sure you guys know what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we do have some big news on the podcast network, the Locked On Podcast Network, with the addition of Chad Ford. It was officially announced yesterday. He's going to be bringing his NBA draft podcast to the network beginning next week on March 30th. So make sure you take a look for that if you're an NBA fan, and we'll see what he has to say maybe about Lamar Stevens at some point as he gets ready for the NBA draft cycle that's coming up. So we have a lot of good stuff happening across the board on the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you check out everything that you want to see uh, covering your favorite teams, including right here on Locked On Nittany Lions. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I want to thank you guys so much for listening and uh, supporting the show. I know, you know things are still kind of rough for a lot of people out there right now. I'm just trying to take some of your attention off of your shoulders a little bit just kind of give you some good conversation and i want you guys to continue to be a part of that conversation as well so in addition to subscribing and rating and reviewing on your favorite podcast apps we hope that you continue to communicate with us on twitter at locked on nittany and check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash locked on nittany we also have the youtube channel as well we'll take some choice clips from select episodes upload them uh, in video format on our youtube channel so you can subscribe to that as well just go to youtube and search for locked on nittany lions I'm Kevin McGuire. You can catch me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB and check out my national college football coverage on AthlonSports.com as well as college football talk on NBCSports.com. Uh, you know, things are kind of up and down depending on the, the time of day, but we will always have some good conversation there as well. And that's why I try to bring my national approach a little bit to this podcast moving forward as well. So thank you so much again for listening. Hopefully you guys are getting by out there. If you guys need anything, reach out. We can relay some messages if you need them in during these times. But make sure you are staying connected with us in many ways as possible. We'll try to keep you guys uh, entertained uh, along the way for as long as you need it. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL Drafts podcast on the network as well. A lot of good NFL draft buzz coming up, including some thoughts about Yeda or Gross Matos, maybe some KJ Hamler news sprinkled in. So check out Locked On NFL Draft for some more NFL draft conversation. And that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Go one and note today, whatever you need to do to do that. And make sure you come back tomorrow. We'll have a brand new podcast ready for you as we try to get back onto a regular schedule. Have a great day, guys. Yeah.